0: Hey, you know, if we're going to expand the playoffs, shouldn't we expand them enough to get Kent State and Missouri in? Because at least they'd give Georgia a run for their money, right?
1: Locked on Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Hey everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. How are you today?
1: <sighs> good, good. I'm. Uh, I guess this means that today is day one of next season, right? It does, and in true fashion, with all fans and all
0: fans of. I guess either gender, but I was going to say all men anywhere. Nobody stops and appreciates what you have right now. Alabama fans have certainly been through that. I've complained about it before. We always wonder what next is going to happen, and we'll talk about that in the next segment in terms of top twenty-five predictions for next season. Uh, where do they think they we? Where do we think they got it right and got it wrong? But I think for now, and I think it is to Alabama. We got to talk a little bit about that national championship game last night which was just an absolute thrashing. I mean, it would have been better. You know, I used to have this saying, and I will refuse to name him because, number one, he's like my Voldemort, but, number two, he could probably still beat me into a pulp. Um, I'm not going to say who this offensive lineman was, but I wasn't a big fan, and uh, I always had said, I would rather us put a flaming pile of dog crap out there instead of put him out there because at least if you put a flaming pile of dog crap the defensive lineman may say, wait a minute, this is weird. Why isn't there a guy blocking me instead of this dog crap? And he could buy – the quarterback could at least buy another millisecond. As it was that this particular offensive lineman that played for Alabama propelled defensive lineman into the quarterback uh, with great speed and ferocity. Um, But I would have rather seen Georgia play a a spring game last night. That was – Hard to watch. I understand as a Georgia fan, you probably loved it, and I get it, and you deserve all your accolades. Here's where I think, though, it's bad for Georgia. Georgia is not going to ever get credit, the credit it deserves for that this particular season. I don't think Alabama 2020 or LSU 2019, but it's a dang good season. I could easily say it's probably the third best SEC season I've seen a team have. I could probably say that. Uh, in the last 25, 30 years. I, I think I could legitimately say that. Um, but, but Georgia's not going to get the credit they deserve because they beat up a team that everybody knows is so far inferior, so far inferior to what they were. They, and I know now everybody's in the debate of, you know, do you deserve to get in? Did they earn it? Did Should Alabama have been there? Should just about anybody else have been there? Look, I have no problem saying, you don't want to put Alabama in because of two losses, fine. I'm fat. Um, but here's the problem. We start getting into, I guess we got to let TCU in. And now for the second year in a row, we've let a team in that we know is not good enough. But because their record is what it was, even though TCU didn't win their conference, we go, I guess we got to let them in. I mean, in terms of Cincinnati and TCU, we got to let them in. And what do they do? Alabama toyed with Cincinnati last year. Toyed with them, just just sort of slapped them around a little bit. Didn't beat them as badly as Georgia beat TCU, but they could have. I really believe that. And Georgia just put a beat down on TCU of epic proportions. So I, I don't know. I just feel like we the committee's got to start taking into account, you know, the eye test. Because I'm going to tell you something. People who hate the eye test, boy. I test last night made me want to gouge my eyes out
1: uh, a couple things in response to that generally agreeable as usual but um, number one I don't think that Georgia team I, I realize their record and their accomplishment is amazing and they finish undefeated and crush a team in the national championship game and that should put them on a list of of one of the best SEC teams of all time but I don't rank them alongside lSU 19 or Alabama 2020 simply because I feel like Georgia was a better team last year. I know they lost a game, but I I think last year's Georgia team was better than this year's Georgia team. So for that reason, I'm not going to put them on the list with LSU and Alabama, uh, those particular teams. And secondly, I think there's a simple explanation for what's happened with the committee and why we've ended up with a team that didn't belong uh, this year. And frankly, a team that didn't belong last year because Even though the committee is handed a set of rules that say your job is to pick the four best teams for whatever reason on their own or with no thinking forward, it's just flipped from best to deserving. Pick the four most deserving teams because last year Cincinnati deserved uh, inclusion. This year TCU with just one loss uh, probably deserved inclusion. Uh, but they were not among the four best. Uh, as to who the four best are, I don't know. I'm not on the committee. I don't have all the numbers in front of me. I, w- I would urge the committee to look at numbers. We do an amazing job these days with analytics and deep dive. Numbers. And we have to use those numbers because everybody's playing a different schedule. But you got to take the schedule into account because this deserve thing ends up having nothing to do at all with strength of schedule. See, I thought like the the NCAA basketball committee, they're really into strength of schedule. That's a big thing with them. So in this other sport, we've got a committee, and I think we all assume, boy, strength of schedule really means something. Well, it ends up now that we've got about nine or 10 years of looking at the precedent. Nope, nope. Strength of schedule really means next to zero. What does mean a lot to them, the overarching thing, That means everything to this group is the number that's in the loss column. That's what moves them. If you got a zero, you're in. If you got a one, you're probably in. If you got a two, forget it. And at no point do they mention strength of schedule in any of that. And all you're going to do is look at the number. Then why are we paying people to fly into Grapevine and, and get their expensive hotel and food and, and, and $100 bottle of wine stuff that they're doing, which is great. That's what I would do if I was them, frankly. <laughs> but but, but it, why are we spending all that money when if all they're going to do is look at the loss column, there's a kindergarten class in Grapevine, Texas that can do that. They just look at the loss column and a bunch of six-year-olds go, ooh, this team has a two, they're out. This team has a zero, they're in. And of all the teams with a one, maybe we'll line them up based on strength of schedule when that ever happens. But it didn't happen this year. But my my whole point is we flipped from best to deserved, and we have eliminated the idea that playing a tough schedule means anything at all. And my lesson here is this will drive Alabama fans crazy because I know you people. (laughs) I know you people, and I know what you're like. This will drive you all crazy. But you know what? Based on what we've seen from the committee, playing a tough schedule, it's stupid. It's just dumb. It just means, hmm, I want to have a more difficult path for my team. I want everyone else to have it simpler than my team. I want to play tough games. I don't care what the rest of y'all are doing. I want to watch Alabama play at Clemson. I don't want to see Alabama play Chattanooga. Well, you know what? I want to play Chattanooga. I want to play them four times if I can because no one's going to care. They only care what's in the loss column. If you play Chattanooga four times, not only are you going to beat Chattanooga four times, you're going to be healthier for the other games
0: look, so, That's a good rant. I want to go ahead and tell everybody about betonline.net because I want to come back and keep talking about this, especially relative to Alabama. But uh, we need to tell everybody about betonline.net. Betonline.net is where you want to go to get that bet in. Look at the little scroller thing beneath me and Jimmy on the video. Um, betonline.net news. Odds and scores. You can find all the latest there at betonline.net. You want to bet on college football? Well, you got to wait a while, but you can do it. Um, You can bet on the NFL playoffs coming up. Go for it. Bet on NBA basketball, college basketball. That's heating up. All that stuff's available at betonline.net. You can do teasers and parlays and all that stuff is so cool. So easy to pay in, even easier to get paid at betonline.net. And guess what? If you want to, if you're into poker, go play some poker or blackjack or whatever. Betonline.net is where the game starts. You know, and I'm with you. And, look, I'm torn about this because I'm trying. It's locked on Bama, but I'm trying to be unbiased. And I get it that, you know, most people are like, no, Alabama didn't deserve to be there. Okay, that's fair. Take out the fact we lost two games on the last play of the game. Well, you could have lost two other games. All that's true. I'm not arguing with you. I'm I'm fine with it. But let's let's put it this way. Wouldn't you have rather Alabama been in there for two reasons. Number one because I think clearly they would have given a better game. I think um Benjamin Russell High School would have given them a better game. But uh if if you, even if you think that Alabama would have been run out of the gym in boat race too wouldn't you have enjoyed watching Nick Saban squirm and, and be upset more so than watching TCU? I'm going to tell you what I felt for TCU. I, was, I, I didn't know who I was really pulling for. I didn't bet on either team. I, I, was, I was kind of hoping for a good game to, kind of, to keep me up. You know, I was like, I, I have no reason. If this game goes the way I'm afraid it's going to go, I have no reason to stay up and watch it, which is ultimately what happened. But as the game got worse and it was so clear, that TCU was just not even I mean they're not in the ballpark they're not in the area code if they played 10 times Georgia would beat them 11 cuz one of the times TCU would be like we forfeit twice um so what i'm saying is i didn't even it, i didn't even enjoy the butt kicking or the SEC 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 thing because i was like this is this is literally sh- shooting fish not in a barrel like fish that are already dead. They're already dead. They're hung up on that nail after a fishing trip and their guys doing like this, you know, with their big fish. And, and there's somebody just shooting them like point blank range. And you know, that's where it's kind of different from Alabama's walloping of Notre Dame in 2012. Cause some people have said, you know, what well, blowouts have happened there or Alabama's humiliating defeat to Clemson in 2018. If you want to go that route, first of all, you knew those were the two best teams. I mean, you looked on the field and you're like, there are dudes all over this place. Clemson just beat the brakes off Alabama that night. The 2012 game, Alabama, the 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 lore of this game about Herb Street going, um, one team doesn't look like another team. And it was still fun, not not only because I'm an Alabama fan, but I think even as college football fans who hate Notre Dame and love to see Notre Dame get squashed, they enjoyed that aspect. Nobody really enjoys watching TCU get squashed. Nobody wants to see that. I mean, a Georgia fan when they're playing them, sure, but nobody, nobody's like, oh, "I just hate TCU so much." I'm so glad you beat. Nobody thinks that. So, yeah. my my point is, and I, and I don't know how you fix this. And I, and I and I fluctuate between uh, because I think Georgia probably would have done the same thing to Michigan. But here's my take on that. See, neither Michigan nor. TCU was prepared for this because they play a bunch of dented soup cans during the year. Michigan played one of the most embarrassing non-con schedules of the year. They did go on the road and beat Ohio State. Kudos. And they made the playoff. I, I might and argue they made the playoff. And the they, the they made
1: the playoff. Made the and I'm fine with that. They're able to stay healthy until game 12 because of it.
0: Right. That That's the thing. See, whereas everybody's like, oh, Alabama's trash this year. Y'all are trash." We lost on the road at Tennessee and on the road at LSU on the last play of the game. Tell me a team. Maybe Georgia. Maybe Georgia beats Tennessee that day. Maybe they did. Maybe Georgia's that good. In that environment, when Tennessee's completely healthy and Jalen Hyatt's having the game of his life. And, and by the way, Alabama's quarterback was banged up. It was his first game back in a couple of games. So you, there are not many teams that would have won that. And, and Alabama should have, for all intents and purposes.
1: Some coach in that room, some coach in the committee, they have a couple coaches, and who knows, maybe we've just got quiet coaches this time around. But some coach in that committee room should have stood up and said, hey, you know what? Georgia might have beaten Tennessee and Knoxville. You can sell me on that maybe Ohio State finds a way to score with them and, and wins this track meet. Maybe. <laughs> But I'll tell you who wasn't winning. That's that bunch in Fort Worth, TCU. They weren't beating Tennessee and Knoxville, and they probably wouldn't have beat LSU and Baton Rouge either. No. You know, and so for all the, that's what I mean about the strength of schedule stuff and, and why, why that's not a part of things. And again, I'm not, this is the way that I look at it. Now I realize no one else in the world is going to look at it the way I do. I can't help it. God made me this way. I apologize for, for him and for me. But this is the way I look at it. There are disqualifying events. Meaning there are things that happen during the season that should disqualify you from further consideration. And I will consider two losses that I'm fine. If you say, well, two losses, i say, okay, you're out. This is what else disqualifies you, Luke. Losing to an average team by four touchdowns. You're out. I, I don't care what happened in the, you, if you lose to an average team by four touchdowns, you're out. If you lose twice, you're out. I'm fine with that. You are a Power 5 team and somehow have a schedule that's ranked outside of the top 65 because there's only 65 Power 5 teams. You better have a top 65 schedule. Yeah, that's, I don't, that's how many want. games you Okay, how many games you want? You're out. That's the way I look at it. So there's disqualifying things. In my mind, the only teams at the end who were qualified were Georgia and Michigan because they were Undefeated power five champions, they're in. I think, in my opinion, Ohio State they weren't disqualified, but yeah, they lost to Michigan. But Michigan's really good, Michigan's really good. It's so their one loss was to their own conference champion, uh, and they won all their other games and they look pretty good. And most every week, I'm fine with them being it, so. That's three. Well, here's the problem TCU should have been out. They, 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 they weren't impressive enough, they weren't a good, they didn't win their league. And what did they do that was so impressive? They almost lost Bama out. They lost twice. Tennessee lost out. They lost to South Carolina by four touchdowns. So what I'm saying is there were only three teams, and I realize we have to fit in a fourth. So that's what should have been a, a compelling discussion is, look, we got three teams that don't deserve it. We got three teams that didn't earn it. We got three disqualified teams, but we have to pick one of the three. And right here on the sheet of paper, it says best. Who's the best of these three teams, and that's how Alabama should have been the choice.
0: Okay, and then le- and let me also add this, Jimmy. Here's the thing that really bothers me. You want to put TCU in, and you're saying Luke and Jimmy have this revisionist history now, and because you know they got blown out by the greatest margin in bowl history. By oh, the we, way,
1: we, any were this, we were saying this on the on the weekend that they announced TCU. Exactly same thing.
0: But what I'm saying is, if you want to say all that then at least admit that this is – it's not – the four teams may not even be what the committee screwed up the worst, which they did screw up, if you ask me. The seeding is where they screwed up. See, this bloodbath should have been round one. Georgia-Ohio State
1: was the national championship. They manipulated the seedings just because they didn't want a Michigan-Ohio State semifinal, which, by the way, is not in their – or rules – that's not in the rules. Nowhere in their sheet of rules does it say, oh, we don't like uh, replays in the semifinal. Save that for the end. We don't like two teams from the same league playing the semifinal. Save that one for the end. No, nowhere does it say – they did that on their own, and they they absolutely 100% clearly yeah. manipulated the seedings to avoid an Ohio State-Michigan semifinal. Which is stupid. But that's absolutely what should have happened because there's no question that if you're going to put TCU in, they're four. They're four. But they, four. they totally manipulated that.
0: Yeah, that, that's what really makes me mad. And here's another thing that makes me mad. The AP poll, I guess I guess the, the, the AP poll is going back to, you know what the AP poll used to do? If you lose, you you drop in the poll, and whoever's ahead of you jumps ahead or whatever. Well, they've stopped doing that now, which I like, because I think that that's important. Like, if you only lose by one on the last play of the game, you don't necessarily need to drop five spots. You might you might drop a spot, or you might not drop at all. I, I get that. But what they're doing now is they're saying, okay, because you played in the national championship, you're just number two. That's just what you are. That makes zero sense. TCU's lost two of their last three games by more
1: than sixty points. That's a problem. It's bull doo doo is what it is. It's just bull doo doo. It's supposed to be a list, a ranking of who the best teams are. There, there are college football experts that will tell you right now that the second best team is TCU. Who is that guy? Who says they're the second? And, and I'm not complaining that Alabama's not number two. I don't care where you put Alabama. How in the world is TCU ahead of Ohio State? We just saw Ohio State play the same team and almost beat the team that just beat TCU by, by six touchdowns, seven touchdowns, right. maybe eight. I lost track. Well, I mean, we all lost
0: track. Um,
1: all right. The whole thing is just bananas. And is the 12-team playoff going to fix it? No. Because no. here, here's another thing they're going to do, and, and I'll start bitching about it right now. They're going to invite the wrong teams again. There's no doubt. And here's the other thing. It's more opportunities
0: for the best teams to get players hurt, which oh, little, yeah. expansion's coming. we got to deal with it. So we're, we'll grant on that more in the offseason. Let's hey, take a break. Losing
1: the best players is huge. And I'm not taking a shot at Georgia, who have absolutely well earned these two trophies. I also happen to believe they're holding on to two trophies because Jameson Williams got hurt in one game and Marvin Harrison got hurt in another game.
0: That's very fair. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We're going to talk about some of these way too early top 25s. Okay, so top 25s, and again, I have no problem with this. Georgia's starting out at number one, even sure. though they'll lose Jalen Carter, who d- declared today. They'll lose uh, Stetson Bennett. They'll lose – let's see who else they lose. They lose Darnell Washington, but that's not that big. I don't think – Darnell Washington's not that big a deal. I got into a big thing with a friend of mine today about tight ends. I mean, first of all, I had a couple of friends on this this group text, and they were just like, it's time for we need to get rid of this California boy, Bryce Young, and 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 we need to start throwing to the tight ends more. And and we need to and I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Bryce Young is probably the best player in Alabama history. If you don't agree with me, that's fine, but he's at least top five. We don't have tight end, I know everybody has a love affair with tight end. You and I have talked about this before, and that's that's certainly understandable because we always have a love affair with the unknown and unknown and tight ends have always kind of been unknown at Alabama for the most part. But you know what? I mean, somebody was like, yeah, we need a Brock Bowers. Everybody needs a Brock Bowers. He's a freak of nature. He's the Randy Moss of tight ends. He's not the norm. Nobody's ever seen what this guy can do. He's bananas. He's probably the best player in the country. I mean, he's, he's just unreal at his position. The, and the next tight end Georgia has ain't going to be close to Brock Bowers. So let's go ahead. We, yeah, we'd love Brock Bowers. But what I really want, I'll tell you what I'd rather have before I have a, a super-duper tight end, I'd rather have a dog at wide receiver. I'd rather I have a, a rugs a Devontae I love Spinner. Brock
1: Bowers, but I'd take Marvin Harrison over Brock Bowers. All day. All, All day. day. day All day long. Rather, and I love Brock. Best tight it, end we have
0: ever seen. I'm with you. I just, I just wanted us to be on the same page here. I'm
1: on the same uh, page.
0: Number two right. is Ohio State. Now, again, very fair. Okay. Number one, I like that you factor in schedules with this thing. Now, they do go on the road to Notre Dame, but they'll beat them. They do lose C.J. Stroud, who we assume is going to announce, but, um, but they bring in a very nice class again, and their schedule isn't as hard as Alabama's. By the way, Georgia's schedule is a complete joke. That should knock points from them when it comes time to seeding. But okay. the problem with that is it just gives Kirby Smart more fuel to the fire. When they're tw- and this is, it, again, it gets back
1: to my point in my earlier rant about strength of schedule. Georgia's schedule is is almost impossibly easy for an SEC team. I look at that and I'm like, how is an SEC team playing the schedule? But secondly, it gets back to my point because Luke, when Georgia finishes 12 and 0 against that schedule, is anyone in the world going to even question whether they should be included in the playoff field? No, no. no. And that's my point. We've got to stop scheduling these big time teams. I know they're fun trips. Here's a funner trip to the playoff. <laughs> that is that's true. More fun. That's, That's more true. fun than a game at Texas or a game at Wisconsin or a game at Oklahoma or wherever the heck that Nick and Greg Byrne d- dream up these trips that they're just not, it's, they're pointless it's giving us a harder road for the sake of having a harder road.
0: You know what the most fun trip would be? We already be have a harder road you. because nobody likes us.
1: The the most fun
0: trip for you would be a trip to grammar school because there is no such word as funner. <laughs> Uh, anyway. Grammar
1: school, that sounds funner
0: <laughs> Grammar? I don't even know her uh, All right, Michigan at number three I'm like, okay, now my head's hurting, guys um, Okay, you you want to reward Michigan because they made the playoffs or whatever, and they beat Ohio State, and, and that's fine Oh my God They just lost to the team that lost by 58 to Georgia I, I just don't Yep. I don't understand that, that at all, but, but okay. Okay. Whatever. Um, Florida state at four. Again, I'm, cool. it doesn't make my head hurt as much. I could almost understand Florida state at three over Michigan. Um, but they bring every back year, a of there's a,
1: every year the kids school. There's an in vogue school to be high on and it, it yep. will be Florida state in this all season. People, if you don't like it, you're just going to be prepared. Ev. Florida state will be, everyone's dark horse, you know, and if it's everyone's dark horse, it's not really a dark horse anymore, but they will be everyone's dark horse. If Danny
0: Cannell's Florida state Seminoles start out in the top five, Danny Cannell will have several people calling police stations saying there is a grown radio host running naked, covered in honey through my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. for No reason.
1: Um, you what know Danny Cannell and Florida State's going to do to me, Luke? That first weekend, LSU versus Florida State at Orlando. They're both going to be top ten. I'm going to pull for LSU in that game. Oh, like my brother is the quarterback. I'm going to pull for LSU the same way
0: my grandfather, who was a dentist, used to pull my teeth.
1: <laughs> I don't know what that means, <laughs> but I but I, I take it you're for LSU too. Yeah, I'm for
0: LSU. Uh, anyway, Alabama at five. Okay, I mean, hey, look, I'm fine with it. You know, David Pollock, you spit in Nick Saban's face right on national TV. That's fine.
1: Literally did. Put,
0: put us at number five. I'm with it. I'm down with it.
1: I wish we were twenty. To be honest. <laughs> well, Four.
0: and then I'm I'm not going to run down the whole thing, but you're right about LSU. They have LSU at eight. Tennessee at ten, okay. Again, I, I can buy that. I can even put Tennessee higher, maybe. Washington
1: at eleven. This is all ESPN. Hey, they're going to be in, Washington will be a fancy. There'll be a thing. There'll be a playoff. Lots of experts are going to have Washington in the playoff. By the way, bold take by me. I think I've mentioned on the show next year.
0: The Pac-12, quarterback-wise, Bo Nix at Oregon, oh, who is not the Bo Nix at Auburn. He's much better. Michael Penix at Washington. Cam Rising at Utah. Dante Moore, who just literally – Penix and the rest
1: the did a good job in that uh, uh, Star Spangled Banner. Wasn't that Penix? <laughs> yeah, there was
0: Penix Tonic or something. Maybe it was a Penix and tonic,
1: or maybe that's good. what I was drinking. I thought he earned some Heisman votes with that, with that national anthem. TCU at 12.
0: So, again, this is where TCU should be now. Like They should be bumped back to 12. Not, they should not be at 12. They lose Max Duggan. They lose Miller. They lose Quentin Johnson. We're giving them a lot of respect putting them back at 12. And, frankly, I, I don't know that I'd put them in the top 25. Texas at 16. Um Ole Miss at twenty, I think that's high for Ole Miss unless they get some some How really many, key portal dudes.
1: Big Twelve teams lost to TCU by one score, and they got more guys coming back than TCU has coming back. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I could see TCU kind of reverting to the mean and 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 at eight and four next year, just just losing those one score games that they won this year. All right, buddy. We're going to be back
0: on uh, all Alabama stuff tomorrow. We'll be getting you ready for the uh, Bama at Arkansas game, which is absolutely huge. It's going to be uh, just a monster game. Looking forward to it in basketball. And we'll be talking some more transfer portal stuff and just some recruiting stuff. Cormani McLean commits on Sunday. We'll be
1: talking about it on Locked on Bama next time. Until then, roll tight, everybody. Roll tight.